Welcome to Gone to Texas, a podcast about AMC's Preacher. My name is Alex, and I have not read any of Garth Ennis's Preacher. My name is Nick, and I have read all of Garth Ennis's Preacher. And my name is Lance, and I have read all of Garth Ennis's Preacher. My name is John. I've read none of Garth Ennis's Preacher, but Nick spoiled a lot of it for me. <laughs> and put on a, at your request. I did, I did say go ahead and spoil it. Yeah, this is true. I just clued him in on a couple key scenes. It made me want to read the books. Well, and we got to let Nick talk about it somewhere since yeah. he can't. Off the show. Yeah, he can't, he can't do <laughs> right. it on the show. But anyway, today we will be discussing all of season one of the show, and while we will not be spoiling any of the comic book, and by extension, any future fl- plot lines of the show, we will be discussing details of the first season of the series. So pause this, go watch the whole season before you listen to the rest of this episode. You can find more of our episodes at g2tpodcast.com. That's the letter G, number two, letter T, podcast.com. We're also G2T Podcast on Twitter, and you can send feedback to G2T Podcast at gmail.com to tell us what you think of our show and to share your thoughts on AMC's Preacher so we can read them on air. Send us corrections, observations, and anything regarding Preacher or our podcast. So, Season 1 of Preacher wrapped up last week. We've had about a week to digest at this point. Um, I figured we could just start with some preliminary thoughts of how you felt about the season Nick, what did you think of season one of Preacher? I liked it. Did it do it for you? (laughs) (laughs) It's not the the wrong show. I do like that the opening of our show is these pretzels are making me thirsty from Seinfeld, basically. I was listening to the way we all would change the inflection of what we were saying. Uh, Yeah, it's good. It's uh, it definitely... I don't know what I expected. I guess is the is the is the perfect lead into this. Uh, I was I was wary. It was a preacher was a property that over the years as they continually said, oh, so and so is developing it now, and I always knew it was one of those like lauded comic series that everyone always says, oh my god, it's it's like one of the best. And I had not read it uh, all those years ago when they were talking about like Mark Stephen Johnson. Is that his name? Yep. Yeah. And uh, and and company doing it, and I was kind of like, well, he sucks, so maybe that's not good, but whatever. And and it's one of those series that it's so praised that even when I hadn't read it, and other people were bummed out about the people that were adapting it, I felt sad too because I was like, <laughs> I feel like this is an important work, and if it's not given the proper the the, yeah. the care that it needs and, and the right yeah exactly and the right creative team behind it, then I, I'm going to be sad for all those fans and. Uh, so going into it after having read it and then, you know, hearing the Seth Rogen, everybody was developing it and then following, starting to follow the production a little bit, what little bit I could, because they kept most of it. They did a really great job yeah. keeping it under wraps. Um, but it's also because it wasn't really in the in the spotlight. Uh, it it really did a great job. After the pilot, I was a little, and I, I really want to go back and listen to all of our old episodes and yeah. see how we feel and how, how, how we receive certain things. But uh, the pilot, I remember... Not feeling great when it was over because I didn't feel bad, but I just felt lost because I went into it thinking I was going to have this like more informed experience, which is not necessarily good or bad, but at least that's what I was expecting to do. And then the fact that it deviated immediately from where the book starts, I was like, oh, okay, we're either in for something really cool and interesting or something awful that is unnecessary. You were unaware, and I don't know how much this was out there, if it was just something that we missed, but you were unaware of the idea that this would be issue zero or like season zero. Right. Right. And and apparently, according to, to... 
uh, Rogan and Goldberg, they said that. Like, yeah, they I, said that the series. They said the season was going to end where the book starts, and I had never read that or heard that actually until after the finale. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, so. I was like, ha- I'm glad I didn't though, because if I had known that, and I was about halfway through this season, I started to anticipate that we were going to get there by the finale, but I wasn't sure. And had yeah. I known that, yeah, had I had that that landmark. You know, in my vision, but throughout the whole series, I probably would have not stopped to smell the roses so much and enjoy what I was seeing. So, or the tulips, as it were. <laughs> um, so, overall, I did I did really like it. I think it's a really cool uh, entry into the preacher canon. I think it's a really interesting and clever and probably essential way to adapt it and to usher in those new viewers slash a new audience to preacher because, like, like Rogan and Goldberg say. Uh, they did this season not for the fans of the comic so much as easing people into it. Yeah, and I like that he, he even uh, Seth Rogen even acknowledged he said, I, I, "If I was a fan, I'd be I'd be upset from time to time. Like, why is it taking so long to get to this? Yeah, and this and this." He goes, "I understand. I understand your frustrations." He's like, yeah. "But trust me, we're there now, and we can't wait to get to it." Basically, and he made a great parallel with with Game of Thrones. He was like, "They had to like lay out characters first. He goes, "If you got right to dragons and zombies and voodoo stuff, you know, magic, he was like, you you would have you would not have the runaway show you have today." Mm-hmm. Well, you ruined once, Game of Thrones for me now. <laughs> he goes, once you get people comfortable, then you can introduce radical ideas to them yeah. and they'll be more receptive to it. So I I get it. And I just happen to also have liked the season. So that's good. I think for people that didn't like the season but are fans of the book, maybe they'll come back for season two and, and give it another shot. Or maybe they're just checked out. I wonder how much of you being okay with season that this season was in part due to the fact that like we watched it together and kind of talked about it and hashed it out. Maybe you would have... And probably not, because you're generally pretty open minded about taking out like all the good that you can in something. When yeah, you see wait it. for our Suicide Squad review. <laughs> um, yeah. But but maybe no, no, maybe that, if you were watching it alone and didn't really have anybody to talk about with forever it, forever alone watching preacher. Yeah, maybe no, it the, that's an interesting thought. And obviously, like a, I love talking movies and, and media. If I can sit and hash it out with people, it's like one of my favorite things to do. And so sometimes being able to Watch something knowing you're talking about it later. Like you said, it makes you think a little more critically. And uh, I definitely sunk my teeth into Preacher a little more than I would have another show, I think. Because I, I care about the source material and the adaptation is so different that I found myself trying to f- not necessarily figure out what was going on. But just like re- kind of re relearn the characters in the story yeah. in like a new new context. So it was a fun I don't want to say challenge, but it was kind of a fun project to watch it and and kind of keep an open mind. And I've yeah. talked to a, to a friend who, well, very very briefly about uh, whether or not he liked the series. And I asked him, "Have you been watching?" And he went, eh. and I said, "Okay, like <laughs> I got it." And he was like, "All right, does that answer your question?" Pretty much. And I was like, "Yeah, I do." But I do want to get more into more in depth with him and find out why he's so opposed to it. Yeah, because it's one of those things where I think if you had adapted it directly from page to screen, it would probably. I don't want to say it would be boring, but it kind of maybe would. I think you'd be less satisfied, even so, if they didn't like as a nail. fan of it, right? Yeah. Like if they were gonna if they were gonna adapt it from page to screen and start at issue one, I don't think I would have liked Dominic Cooper as much as Jesse Custer. Yeah. But now that I've seen this other side and the things he was able to bring to the role, I like it more. Like before, it was either like Bernthal or McConaughey or Bust <laughs> for Jesse Custer, and uh, I would have just been looking at Dominic Cooper going, eh, "Well, why?" But anyway, uh, I do like it a lot. I think it's it's re- it was a lot of fun to watch. It was 
I'm glad it succeeded. I'm glad that it's got a season two, and I'm glad that it seems like the uh, the average television watcher kind of latched onto it in some way. I think that's cool. Whether or not they have been satisfied with the fact that the whole town blew up at the end and everyone's dead except for those three, I don't know. I actually haven't really plumbed the internet to see uh, yeah. what the what the reception is to that, but I think uh, I thought it was an interesting choice. Yeah. And kind of, again, a necessary one. Like, they're doing things that they feel like they need to do, and I think I kind of appreciate that, that they're not afraid to take these big swinging risks and see what happens. It's yeah. cool, and that's the way Preacher should be. Preacher's bold, and it's original, and it's a little fearless, and, uh, you know, to play it safe would not do it justice. All right. Lance, what did you think of season one of Preacher? Yeah, pretty much the same. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, be, be, having you. read having read the comics, you know, like uh, I feel like they, having also read all all, all of Garth Ennis's preacher, <laughs> um, they uh, they did a good job. They covered a lot of ground, actually. You know, if you think about it, they covered about two story arcs. I'd say, you know, um, they do they do front end a lot of material from later in the in the series. Yeah, they do right. move a lot of it up uh-huh. uh, into this season. So that that is pretty yeah. cool. They, yeah. They're able to to lay a lot of groundwork that doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily happen until later in the books. So right, it's, it's right. cool. Yeah. Um, season two, I don't I don't know what to expect because uh, you know, as uh, if you were into Blanc, they left their comics behind. It's kind of like how how we're doing that, you know? Yeah. Like, right. I mean, I I know we're gonna meet some certain characters that have been hinted to in the first season, um, which is gonna be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> It's gonna be really good, and uh, Lance and I have been texting and privately fan casting some of the <laughs> yep. upcoming characters. We're <laughs> both good. pretty excited. Yep, at least three of them. Uh, Any of our awesome. suggestions are are, are great. So mm-hmm. yep. hack into our text. Since we work with AMC, <laughs> we we are an official AMC. Yeah, as, yeah. The, as that one guy thought. That is a joke. <laughs> we are not an official AMC podcast. No, we are not. But yeah. we'd love to be. <laughs> Let us know. Uh, but yeah, you can send the funding checks to. Uh, Alex. Yep. <laughs> to Alex. <laughs> just to Alex. Yeah, just write Alex on the, put it in the mail. The bank will sort it out. Yep. Anyway. But, yeah. So what I what I think about a lot is what came before the show where I saw this Comic-Con, uh, well, no, South by Southwest um, interview with um, a lot of the cast and the creators. And uh, Sam Catlin was like, give us time. You know, that's like the one thing he said was like, give yeah. us time, you know, and I'm glad we'll, I did. We'll get there. Yeah. He's like, we'll get there, guys. He's like, he's like, the, the comic starts at 200 miles per hour and goes to 300 miles per hour, which is really true. It's true. Yeah. yeah. Um, so uh, I'm glad that I gave it time. I'm glad that um, I spent time with it. Um, and yeah, I enjoyed the ride. Uh, I like what they did with Tulip. I don't know if I liked the reactions that people had to Tulip in the beginning, like, because like Tulip wasn't that developed in the comics. I mean, she was kind of like. Mm, she had her own thing going on, but it was all it was pretty much dependent on Jesse. So giving Tulip a little freedom to to do her own thing, be her own kind of person, was cool. Um, Very true. Then uh, Cassidy, perfect casting for mm-hmm. sure, just amazing. Wallace, yeah. yep, yeah, be better, yep. And uh, Dominic Cooper, you know, they uh, he he's not the Jesse from the comics. I don't think so. Um, I don't think he's going to be either. No, they no. kind of yeah. they kind of made it sound like in the in the Insider podcast that he was going to get there ish, but I was like, no, he's no. he's already he's he's yeah. got too much. He's yeah. too developed already. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> he's a more sensitive kind of right. uh, <laughs> indecisive kind of guy in the comics, I'd say. Whereas, I mean, excuse me, in the TV show, whereas in the comics, he's more like he's like I'm going to do this thing, you know, <laughs> like 
he's very much like that kind of like John Wayne. Which, yes. Yeah. yeah. He's almost yeah. almost not even a character. He's almost more of like a mm-hmm. uh, just kind of a force. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you you instantly he he's like the Saint of Killers, where when you know immediately how he's going to react to something. Whereas mm-hmm. like other characters who are a little more complex, you might not know how they're going to receive a certain situation or what decision they might make, but like you know what Jesse's going to do. Mm-hmm. He's one of those characters that just like yeah. you predict yeah, his behavior, sure. yeah. which isn't necessarily bad. It makes he's still a really good character. He's just mm-hmm. he's one of those like he's actually <laughs> he's a lot like Dominic Cooper in Need for Speed, except, <laughs> the, except the opposite yeah. because Need for Speed has the purest pure good guy character and the baddest bad bad guy character, and Dominic Cooper plays the bad guy, and Aaron Paul is the good guy. And have you seen seen Need for Speed? No, I oh, not. it's so great. <laughs> and they they're like cartoon characters. They're yeah. like it's like Space Ghost and like mm-hmm. Skeletor. Like they're just very or He Man and Skeletor. I guess would be more appropriate. <laughs> you just the one is really pure good and the other one's just pure bad. And mm. and that's kind of the way that uh, that they are in the books or that that Jesse is in the books. You just instantly you're like, okay, Jesse's never gonna waver. He's never gonna buckle. He's never gonna bend. He can't mm-hmm. be corrupted. He can't be bought. Mm-hmm. Whereas in the show, he's he's more susceptible to outside influence, yes, yeah. or to himself, his own his own right. compass, who he thinks he is, is sometimes and, spinning. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, last thing I want to say is just Eugene. That's all I want to say. Yeah. All right. All right, John. What do you think of season one? All right. So, as someone who has not read the comics, I really enjoyed the fact that I got a ton of backstory because I feel like after learning that the way the comic starts off. Um, I would have hated not getting, not knowing where these people came from and why they're in the situation they're in. So I'm really, I'm, I'm kind of glad at the direction the show took with this, like giving us that, you know, episode zero or like, you know, season zero or however you want to address it. Yeah. Um, I, I like that because otherwise, like I wouldn't know, and I don't know how much backstory they wanted to have to go in later on, or if they were just gonna like go into it, you know, thousand miles an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a great show though, and I, I honestly like I never, probably never would have started watching it had you guys not asked me to fill in. You know, Alex asked me yeah. to fill in to host, um, just because one, I don't have cable, and two. Uh, I just don't watch a ton of TV, like actual television shows on TV. I watch a lot of Netflix. It's not really my thing. I like to binge because I'm a loser. That's what I do. <laughs> um, so for me, you know, Alex asked me to host a couple episodes. I think what f- episode four and five. Yeah. So uh, there were there were five episodes that I could binge like right off the bat, which was great. Like I loved it. And then I had to wait. (laughs) And then I was like, this is dumb. And so then I waited until the end. And Alex is like, hey, I need you to fill in another episode. I was like, sweet. I get to watch like three more. So I downloaded three. uh, No, I'm sorry. Procured them legally by legal means uh, and watched them on uh, a television. (laughs) <laughs> with an HDMI cable and uh I got to binge three more episodes you know and it was awesome and then finally the final episode hits and I get to watch that and now I'm here and like I can talk about all of them like I th- this show it, it's done really well the pacing I thought was really really good um I thought the characters were super interesting I think everyone who's acting in the show is fantastic um that's really all I need to say about it I think I I think anybody who, who isn't watching the show is making a big mistake and I've tried to tell more of my friends like if you're not watching it please pick it up and i even have friends who have read the comics who are like i don't know if i want to touch it and i'm like dude like do it like you will love it people that i know that read the comics and watch the show love it you will love this so hopefully 
I'll have more people to talk to about it because currently I just have you guys. <laughs> yeah, and then you can tell them maybe they need to watch it and listen to our show, and we'll make them like it too. Even yeah, well, that's, yeah, I mean, and they can come and talk about it with us or something. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, there's it, there are many opportunities to talk about the show at that point, but we need to get there. We need more people to watch it. And I, I mean, obviously, they, they got season two coming, so yeah. they had enough of an audience to garner that, which is great. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I remember reading that the numbers kind of ticked up towards the end of the season as things got a little more crazy and bombastic. So I'm hoping that that means that they're going to lead off season two pretty strong well that's that's the thing i don't even think the series started that slow and i mean maybe that's just because i had the actual opportunity to binge it like i don't know like which is entirely possible but even even just the first episode like i watched the first episode and i was like oh i can't wait to watch the next one you know what i mean like and i didn't like i was like that got me like right off the bat it wasn't a matter of like okay like at what point is this gonna hit me like stranger things like took a little bit i don't know like Mm -hmm. I thought it took it took me about three episodes of Stranger Things before I was really hooked, but at by that point I was so hooked. Yeah. I, there's like I mean, it was bad. Yeah. Like, but that's that's again a different different show. But it, it's like this I, one right off the bat I was hooked. Like, I think it helped that it was like a eighty minute episode. That first that first episode gave you a lot to kind of chew on. Sure. So much so that even afterwards Nick and I were kinda of like these episodes feel too short. We right. want more to more <laughs> to happen. But yeah. um Well and it also it also helps for me too like I like the subject matter. Like I, I yeah. like dissecting religion in, yeah. in ways and I think this is an interesting way to do it, you know, through the means of a of a comic book slash T V show in a slightly comedic yet accessible manner. You know, like I, I like that. So the subject matter alone is enough to kind of hook me in a bit and then to have it so well done just puts it on the next level. Yeah. And it's so, I mean, it's something different too. It's something something very different and it's dense and it's layered. There's just a lot going on. It's like, Cassidy you know, doesn't you, sparkle. You can, yeah. There's <laughs> no werewolves yet that I it's know like, of. It's like, you know, the old like food or drink analogy. I mean, you can drink, you know, just a, like a good Pilsner, you know, five nights a week or, you know, maybe you don't drink beer that much. Most of us probably don't, but you know, you can have your regular standby type thing that's easy, easily digestible and that you like and you know what to expect. And you can try something new, like something that's different and, and more complex and requires yeah. you to think a little bit more and, and, and like cherish the experience. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like yeah. Haunt your dreams and change your perception <laughs> of reality. absinthe is in the comic, isn't it? Absinthe? He, yeah, doesn't he... What the thing... What the, okay, I'll talk yeah, about no, it. No spoilers. <laughs> All I know is I've had a serious amount of absinthe before and it's never really done anything except make me want to throw up. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, <laughs> Stays in your DNA, bro. <laughs> I really liked Preacher season one. Yeah, uh, what, did, what did you think? One of, <laughs> one of the things <laughs> that Nick, Alex. <laughs> if you go back to the Preacher Primer, which was the first episode that we put on this feed before episode one, uh, Nick says something about his concern about the trailer, about how this show is about it's it's got angels and vampires and blah blah, blah and all this stuff, and the trailer showed none of it, and I really like that. The show is really unassuming on its face. Yeah, and the fact that it's got so much depth behind it and so much high concept to it, and but it feels like a plain old town in Texas in a lot of ways. I think that's a really interesting duality, and I think they pulled that off really well, mm-hmm. and which is a credit to Garth Ennis, I'm sure, and it's also a credit to these guys to kind of bring this world to life. 
Um, but really, I mean, uh, there wasn't much that I didn't like about this show. Uh, really, the only thing that I didn't like, I think Dominic Cooper's Jesse Custer flips a switch in the last episode or two that I, we we talked about a little bit. Is yes. really the only thing like that that the the pilot or not the pilot the finale feels like it needs to put a big bow on things, and it definitely does that. But it does that by way of some sloppy writing. So I wish that they would have distributed things a little more evenly across the 10 episodes to get us there in a more logical and natural fashion. Um, but really, that's just kind of like a pacing thing. That's like a slider that I feel like you could switch. But but the rest of the show, I mean, I love the characters. And even though I love them, a question that I was going to ask you guys is, was it worth it to kill all of them? And, and I think it was. Yes. We'll see what season two is like, but I think it was as of right now. And um, I think it's I think it's definitely something people should keep an eye on. I'm hoping it gets, you know, AMC shows are kind of weird, especially unless you're The Walking Dead. <laughs> something like Breaking Bad and Mad Men start to gain more every time it comes out on DVD in between the seasons. And so I'm hoping Preacher does the same thing. But um, Nick, were you going to say something? Uh, just about about what you said about whether or not it was it worth was it a, a worth it to kill all the characters and and I I could talk more about that once you're done with okay you. well no I mean because me I'll forget that was that was generally it but I, I will we will ask that question in a second something I did notice I was on the preacher subreddit on uh, on reddit dot com and uh, they had a, a season discussion topic up there and user michelle five five four six said just started rewatch already with my boyfriend his first viewing and i found it very interesting that genesis sounds like a baby flying around in space mm-hmm. so much so that he's that he even called it the space baby her boyfriend her boyfriend i guess uh and that first scene with Arsface face when he says he used to hear god answer his prayers but he hasn't heard him lately yes i can't wait to watch the rest and catch all these wonderful things i thought that was really cool and it makes mm-hmm. me want to go back and watch season one again yeah, I think it'll probably be a great a great rewatch. There's got to be little bits and pieces all over the place to to pick up. Yeah. And Seth and, Rogen confirmed that on uh, Talking Preacher that like all the departments, art department, scripts, all that they they kind of drop little Easter eggs everywhere. So that's I thought awesome. that was kind of cool. It's well, I still I I want to go back again and look at all of the signs on the church, like all the letters. Somebody there's red letters on all of them, and I want to know what that means. Somebody on the subreddit was compiling them. Okay, but I don't I I. Can't, I haven't seen a thing from them lately, so I can't remember where it was. But it probably just spells like. Well, <laughs> seeing as how Sam Catlin come from comes from a show like seeing Breaking Bad, Sam Catlin come from <laughs> it comes from a show like Breaking Bad where they were doing things like the first or these specific episode titles spell what happens in the season and right. all that kinds of crazy stuff. I I could see that being something like you could unscrabble these letters. Yeah. Maybe it just says I don't know. Balls. Yeah, something like that. But I wouldn't put that past Seth Rosen. Something like shit lake under town or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> That's got to be it. That's got to be it. But Town is um, poo bomb. And to toot my own horn again for I think the second week in a row, I think Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg confirmed on the Insider podcast my theory about Genesis and Jesse, how it selected Jesse because he's more of a duality of good and evil. Whereas the first priest that he hits in Africa is pure good, and then he goes to a satanic cult, right? And the and that person's too terrible. So then it keeps obviously going through people like Tom Cruise, and I don't know what he is if he's good or bad, but you know, uh, 
but then it gets to Jesse, and and Jesse's got the good and the bad inside him to kind of match what Genesis is. Uh, I think they basically confirm that, so I'm happy with it. But yeah, John, what are you looking at? Uh, the the stealthy ninja cat that I've never seen in my life is, yeah. has appeared. Desmond the Invisible Cat. But um, huge, so huge cat. let's talk about that question. Was it worth to build up all these characters just to kill them off? Nick, what are your thoughts? I like it purely from just the uh, balls, like the the balls it takes to do that. I think yeah. that I, I appreciate that. Like I think sometimes in fiction you got to be willing to wipe out those those characters in order to remind us of the stakes and to enjoy you know characters while we have them. There's obviously a lot of uh, you know fiction that we like where characters get wiped out somewhat unexpectedly, and uh, you know it's it's well documented on the other podcasts that. I was rooting for the end of the Dark Knight Rises to be a bloodbath, <laughs> but it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> I was really disappointed. Uh, and I really, I was surprised. I was actually genuinely surprised because not only do do they spend so much time with the characters, but they're all good. They're all good characters. And yeah. they're not all bad people. Like in the book, so we can talk a little bit about the book now, right? Because the the way, at least how the book starts, because now we're there. And in the beginning... Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, I, won't, I won't tell anything that ruins anything else, but in the beginning... Of the comic, Jesse doesn't like anybody in Anvil, and I think by the end of the series, because the, the church exploded, yeah, but that, pretty much the whole town's in it. Okay, yeah, because he yeah. he has a public outburst at the bar and gets gets into some fights with people, and he just kind of calls them on their crap. Yes, it's kind of the same way in the series where everybody the town is full of a lot of bad people, and he's still trying to be a good shepherd to his flock as. Yeah. as fake god tells him and uh he's still trying to yeah fod fod the almighty and he he's still trying but uh but he's not quite at that point yet his breaking point where he's like there's no saving these people or at least there's no explanation for why people can be so bad yeah and in in the in the book he has this this outburst and and gets kind of beat up and and it causes this scene and it's a disruption in the normal flow because it's kind of in the comic when you meet jesse his congregation is kind of like at the beginning of the series where there's not many people there. Church is just kind of this like snooze fest that like, you know, 20 people show up to out of some obligation and then they leave. But then after his scene at the bar, he causes the church is like packed and like people want to see, you know, what's going on. And then Genesis Who's he going to call out this week. Right. Or, 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 you know, what wacky thing is he going to do? And then Genesis flies into him and the church explodes and it kills like everybody, not everybody in the town. There's still a few people around. But yeah. it, it's like a, a big, it's a big deal. And that's what draws the attention of many forces in the preacher lexicon, which we have yet to meet. Well, we, eh, eh. Uh, well Lance knows a little bit yeah, about yeah. some we, of the people we've crossed paths with. We, we just, met one person that, uh, you know, we saw the back of his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and the, there are more that are going to spin out of that. And obviously, Saint of Killers is, is now on the scene, and he's uh, he's going to do some stuff. But the... Uh, so in the book, like in and the way Cassidy meets, he just like I actually forgot again how Cassidy and Jesse meet because I they know I know he the, meets Tulip. The ruins of the church. Oh yeah, right. They right. kind of roll up. Because he's driving. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Yep. That's right. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Yeah. And Cassidy so meets you know. Tulip first, yep. and then they all happen to be in passing through Anvil essentially. And they all link up, and their their meeting is very brief. It's very, like almost like they said at the end of the Insider podcast. By by the time you finish the first issue or two, you've already seen pretty much everything that the show established. Like yeah. You, but because it's a different medium, you 
And like Seth Rogen says, people who read comics, you already have this tendency to accept more unbelievable things. Like if if you read comic books, you're willing to be like, okay, a vampire. Your suspension of disbelief is exactly you're you're willing to you're willing to be more along for the ride for a while and accept crazy big things. Because by the end of the first issue, you've met. All these people, you the plot is explained to you. You know, Cassidy and Jesse meet over the course of a page, like six panels, and then you're in. You're like, okay, I get it. Like, I get why they're friends. And in a, in a series and live action, it just takes a little more time. Yeah. But uh, that's, you know, that's about it. Like, we really, there's not a lot that's happened in the comic that can be spoiled at this point. You know what I mean? Aside from some of the things that came later, like Odin and stuff like that. Yeah. But even that was, he was woven into the into the fabric of this show differently than he is in the books, and it was great. I think it was a definitely a move for the betterment. Really good, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of those things where... So that was another question that I was going to have specifically for you guys. Are you disappointed that Odin isn't going to happen to a T that he does later in the in the books? No, because that, that role can be filled by an original character. Or there mm-hmm. are even characters in the books that can fill that role, or they can just do away with Call that subplot done. altogether. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's a cool arc. It's I really like it. I like mm-hmm. that I like that kind of again like John Wayne's story of like a, mm-hmm. a guy wandering into a town that needs some justice and then <laughs> yeah. dealing out justice yeah. and helping out the, you know, the poor beaten downtrodden people of the town. Yeah. And that was is, a cool town too, Salvation like yeah. the people he meets. And there. there's a cool story yeah. between Jesse and like the 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 deputy and the sheriff yep. and there there's just a nice interaction and it's a and kind a of a, it's <laughs> kind of a weird uh, <laughs> it's kind of a weird aside to the rest of the story. And we can't really say anything else without spoiling anything else, but it almost like it almost reads like a sidequel kind of if that makes any sense. Yeah. And and if they ever get to it, we'll talk more about it. Or when whenever Preacher the series is is said and done with a bow on it, if you ever end up reading the books yeah. or John, then we could talk a little bit more about it. Or we can just spoil it for John in like half an hour when we're done with this episode because <laughs> he's yep. game. Oh yeah, but it's uh, I, I think to to go TLDR your question, <laughs> I think it was necessary to get Jesse and Cassidy and Tulip in the car and on their way. The only thing I wish. I wish that everyone in the town had been left on a really bad note with Jesse because he just kind of seems, and again, it's one of those switch flips. There are still people in the co- in the town that I think he cares about. Yeah. Or at least feels sympathetic towards, whereas in the comic, Jesse's like, screw him. You know, he's like, yeah. what, whatever, no great loss. But in the series, he leaves church just because he wants some French fries, and then, like, the town blows up. Yeah, it feels weird that maybe we'll never get, like, what's his reaction to Emily being Yeah, like, Emily apart? or even the sheriff. Like, yeah. he doesn't hate the sheriff, and he knows there's good, there's innocent people in the town, and some of them are, they may do or say bad things, but inherently, they're you know, they're not evil. There's even, like, boys who were trying to be nice to, to Eugene, Eugene. And, and they're, you know, they're gone. Yeah. I do love uh, what you mentioned, and I don't know if we were recording around the air, but that uh, Eugene is essentially going to sub in the John Wayne yeah. role, sort of. In the comic, yeah. Yeah, and I think that's pretty clever and seems likely. Yeah. And it's real sad. <laughs> Lance, yes. what, what do you feel about everybody dying? Good move, bad move? Oh, it's a it's a good move for the book to... Because... Um, you know they got to go on the road. Yeah. Uh, is it a good move for the TV show? Yeah, that too. Because I mean, you know, you just start off on a new adventure. You know, and uh, but now they've got a lot of pressure. Pressure's on, I'd say. Um, so yeah, I do. Now that now that you mentioned, it, I do think like yeah. Why why did Jesse not feel anything towards 
all the people dying. Well, and I maybe think he it's doesn't just, know. He no, doesn't, of course he, he knows. doesn't. I don't think he knows. It was yet. on the TV in the. It's on the TV as yeah. he walks out. Oh, okay, okay. So okay. he might. Yeah. I don't think they're aware that yeah. Anvil has exploded. I don't know how yeah. they got that far away. Yeah. That yeah, that was quickly. another thing where I was like, "It's kind of like, why did they drive two hours to get French fries?" But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. But so, yeah, I think we could see some kind of reaction, but okay. it feels like one of those things that they would just not. Yeah. talk about yeah at this i don't know you know and right. they could have even played it off i mean like literally they could have been paying the check and then show that on the news and you could have even seen cassidy and tulip turn to jesse like oh god yeah i'm just going yeah. huh that's very breaking bad of them to start the next season like seconds after the last one yeah that's yeah. true that yeah it may open on they, maybe maybe yeah. opens on them turning on the radio yeah. and they're like oh yeah. anvil they exploded. may even drive back to anvil to see who survived. to see and then we might get a little bit of uh-huh. you know yeah, no, yeah for sure yeah, yeah. all right all right <laughs> maybe but um, um yeah yeah the just yeah, we did get close to a lot of those characters. Emily, I would say we got close to Sheriff Root. I mean, I even felt for the yeah. guy, you know, because he he even felt remorseful about you know what happened to Eugene. And there was even talk of like, I heard, I I kind of sympathized with him because like he loves Eugene, but at the same time, Eugene is the source of a lot of his problems. Yeah, so um, that adds a little more depth to him. Um, and uh, King Cannon, I mean, you know what they did with him in the in the show, kind of uh, is is like it's a, it's an example of what everyone goes through with God, you know, like yeah. um, why did this happen to me, or why do good things happen to bad people? I mean, yep. excuse me, why do bad things happen to good people? Yeah, that's the one. So, um, well, sometimes then, good things do happen to bad people. Mm, yes, that too, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> it's the other side of the coin. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. Um, is Fior still around? <laughs> I don't know. Fior, was, was, uh, he in, was he in? Uh, Fior made it out. He made it out. Yeah, yeah. he was. He yeah. got off the yeah. bus. He, he got, got off, off the bus, bus after it exploded. Right. After and everything, his, uh, uh, his comics is, were still there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right. DeBlanc is toast. Which is kind of funny of them saying we're back to the comics. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> we just took a little detour. took a little detour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of funny. Yeah, that's yeah. Good. But no, you had to kill everybody. Yeah, you had to. John, what did you think? As somebody who hasn't read the the comic, what do you think about them killing the everybody whose name is in the main credits <laughs> except for the three? Uh, I mean, it could be budgetary, you know. It could be how they got that second season was getting rid of the entire cast. <laughs> <laughs> We're no, the I, one I, up Game of Thrones. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not really sure what to think about. I mean, I definitely crossed my mind. I'm like, okay, like, so Emily gets killed off. Like, she's not that bad of a person, but she is because she... She killed Miles. Killed Miles, right. <laughs> but her kids, like, what did they do? They're yeah. kids. They're innocent. They've done nothing wrong. You know, like, that kind of sucks. That, that's kind of a huge bummer. Unless, like, her having that conversation with them, like, telling them, like, okay, like, it's okay to not believe anymore or whatever the whole conversation i can't really remember because my comprehension's awful how you how they never need god yeah you don't yeah. really need them anyways like you can go without them and like maybe like losing your faith like that is grounds enough for god to torture your entire town i don't i don't really know uh the question i have to this is you know was is this explosion an act of god at some you know on some level or is it not is it just coincidence and going to be blamed on a lack of god like that's do we, this basically like this the act of killing everyone off has left me with more questions more than it's given me any kind of clarity as to like whether or not it's good or bad interesting so. well uh yeah i i think it's as nick said it's very bold and i, I think it's very interesting 
it makes me very excited to see what season two is going to be because at this point it's a completely different show. Like, unless it's just the three of them interacting with each other the whole time. Which... They, they did. They did lay down some some clues in the insider podcast as to what season two is going to be. Okay. They don't. They had said they haven't written it yet. I don't think. But yeah. They've got. They they kind of I think have a grand structure of what it's going to be. Yeah. So it's going to be different. Yeah. So and I, and I'm excited to see that difference. It's not that often where you see a show askew its whole milieu in that first season and go on to something totally different in season two milieu is that gonna be your rap rap group (laughs) it's my rapper name yeah but uh (laughs) no i just i i'm excited to see what's next and i think killing everybody helps make that excitement even even higher yeah i think if anything it should build anticipation for people who don't know what's coming because they should say whoa yeah what what is in store i don't i have no idea what comes after this really I actually don't either. I mean, I do, but I, I, I know the potential avenues of, yeah. of, you know, that they could go down, but there's a lot uh, there's a lot of options, and there's a lot of blending of characters they could do. They could blend some plots some, and some arcs and some characters, and I think I, I have a wish list, and I think I'm sure you do too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, we'll talk more about that, you and I, or, <laughs> or not. Um. <clears throat> All right, so speaking, Jen, Jen said something of questions. Uh, we started off this podcast pretty strong with asking questions at the end of every episode. And I'd like to get back to that, but it got kind of hard as I wasn't, you know, there to, like, ask a lot of the questions. And, and a lot of the questions just come up naturally throughout the episode. But I did want to revisit some things uh, that we know have been answered. Uh, things along the lines of, like, who are the men looking for the celestial body that entered Jesse? Mm-hmm. We know Fiora and DeBlanc were, were angels. And uh, and that's obviously that was more important than I may, maybe we even thought in that first episode. Uh, we still don't know who killed Jesse's father and why. Well, we we know a little bit about it, but not really not anything at all. Well, we know that we know Jesse's that Jesse's a part of somehow tied to it. Yeah, yeah. So so something happened with that, like he was raised by them or something of that sort. Right. But you know. Uh, now we we know for sure now yeah. i was i thought we would know before and now we definitely know who it yep. is and it's pretty good okay yeah. i think it's gonna be awesome so is that tattoo not a thing in the books or was it kind of or was it a different tattoo or which tattoo the tattoo on jesse's back the skull with the gear that's oh, on the yeah. dude shooting john as oh. well as jesse's back yeah um, i mean it, that's probably a cue for the tv show yeah it, it okay. signifies it, it is it is sort of in the book, in what it signifies, but okay. that exact, you know, icon not that. Okay, not, all right, mm-hmm. interesting. Uh, how did Eugene slash Archface end up that way? We figured that out in in uh, in the next episode, and that he tried to commit suicide via shotgun. But then we learned even more about it later on in the season, as how he went to go kill Tracy. Right, kind of failed, mostly somewhat failed at it, and then tried to kill himself. Uh, who's the cowboy in 1881, and how is this relevant to present day? That question definitely got answered by the end of the season. Uh, and that's one of the things they haven't called them the saint of killers in the show. No, but, uh, it's all really, the all the. I think people are just so excited that they just want to be like, okay, it's 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 saint of killers. Well, yeah, that was and that they they're like on the preacher Twitter account and stuff like that. They're calling him the saint of killers. Yeah, like yeah. that that episode, the the episode where um, I think it was episode nine. 
yeah. where you, where they meet him episode where, at the end. Yeah, where they finally show that he's in hell. Right. They, and when they tweeted out the photo of that on the AMC preacher account, they're like, mm-hmm. "When the Saint of Killers tells you to do something, you do it." And it was a shot of him like shooting at uh, DeBlanc, I think. Right. I will. I will but, say. I just want to say that again. That I think that representation of hell was so well done. It's a very interesting. Yeah. Well, the weird thing to me, the only like kind of question that I had about it is that that to me is a depiction of purgatory and not necessarily hell Mm -hmm. as like somebody who was brought up in the, in the Catholic religion. So I don't, I'm not, I don't know. Purgatory isn't supposed to be hell. It's between heaven and hell, you know? Right. And that kind of reliving being stuck in purgatory to me, like, I don't know his own personal hell. That makes sense, but I don't know. It just seems it's, I do. I it's do. A weird. I do. I see what you're saying for sure. I yeah. like the notion that I. I, don't, I mean, I don't like the notion, but <laughs> I'm intrigued by the idea that hell is tailored. You know, it's a personal pr- yeah. experience, yeah. and it's different for everybody. That is, I think that's pretty haunting. And yeah, that's interesting. And I guess yeah. playing that against the way that Jesse's figment of Eugene talked about it being crowded, mm-hmm. and that you do. That see other a, people yeah. there so i guess that's kind of interesting in that maybe the hell is really tailor-made or maybe just for the saint like maybe he's so terrible that he's got his own hell that is yeah. actually a pretty that's good fair so who knows the saint of killer it's interesting because the saint of killer's origin which they will probably explain a little bit more not not his origin but what happens to him af- after he dies and what basically between his death and when fior and de blanc come to see him mm-hmm is Flat. not yeah. is, there's a lot yet to be told about interesting him. yeah so cool part of the reason he can do what he does and it's uh i i hope that we do actually get that i hope a, a character explains to jesse who he is what he does and why he is because it's such a cool bit and i feel like the characters need to really understand who they're dealing with yeah because their reactions henceforth when they run into him will be appropriate because it's kind of that way when you're reading the book when the Santa killer shows up you go ooh, when you sit forward and in your chair yeah. and you go here we go like some, <laughs> something's gonna happen he's one of those characters that you know you because you understand and so the stakes i think i would ra- i guess what i'm saying is i would rather it not be one of those forces where the characters aren't in the know i would like the audience and the characters to be on the same page yeah. when dealing with him because it'll be much more fun to watch interesting all right, um, more questions about uh, what were the strange men trying to do? Jesse, they wanted, Fiorin de Blanc wanted Genesis, obviously. Uh, why did Eugene slash Arsface try to commit suicide? We know that. What's up with King Cannon Meat and Power? Why are they taking farmland from small-time farmers, and how will they end up interacting with Jesse? Some of that gets answered, but I still kind of like, I'm a still, I'm, I'm a still a little bit of fuzzy. About how <laughs> Misa, little fussy. <laughs> Jar Jar is on the podcast this week. I, I'm still a little fuzzy. <laughs> I'm a little fuzzy about why King Cannon was like. Maybe that's part of his like uh, feeling guilty about not doing enough. Is that he's fending off all these small time who cares people instead of killing the Green Acre group. Like I don't know if I'm being eloquent enough but he talks about how he tells jesse about how he's he's done a bad thing and that bad thing is not going to the extremes that his grandfather and father went to to expand the company right and so maybe producing as much he wasn't producing as much as yeah yeah so maybe his like ousting of the tiny guys was just showing that he's more ineffectual than what they were 
at the time, and then him killing Green Acre Group is kind of his, I can stand among my ancestors kind Serving of. Serving his God. Yeah. yeah. But, I think he's also kind of being a little bit of a, a bully. And like well, yeah. solidifying his standing little in town. Syndrome. That's it, why he's got to stand oh, yeah. on the Being desk. Being at least, and, at least the biggest game in town, if not the biggest game in Texas. You that know, makes he, sense, too. He just wants to further his stranglehold on Anvil because he is angry at Anvil. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, when will Cass tell Jesse about the strange men trying to kill him? He didn't outright do that, but he did talk to them about Fior- talk to Jesse about Fiori and Uh Who is Carlos? We got to meet Carlos. That was... Fine. Yeah, kind of perfunctory. I thought it I was said. um. There was one artist named Carlos, so I thought it was a little nod to him. One artist in the book named Carlos. Oh, really? That did um did the some of the panels. The panels, and, yeah. yeah. So I thought it was a little nod to him, but it didn't turn out to be as good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carlos was kind of eh, take it or leave it. Um. Yeah, and then I don't know. There were a bunch of other questions that came up in the show that after that that we didn't quite document as clearly. So that's something I want to get back to when Gone to Texas returns for season two of Preacher. But um, I think the show did a good job overall answering. You know, the, yeah, the questions we've got some seeds. I guess the only other one that I probably missed in here, I don't know, maybe that happened in, in episode four. Um, something you guys, I think, have touched on already in this episode. The man in the white suit with the white hat, mm-hmm. obviously that uh, Danny took the map that Tulip stole. All that is still out there. Yes. So yeah. it'll be interesting to learn more about that. John, did you even remember that happened? Was episode three? Yeah. yeah. It was around okay. in uh, Houston. In Houston, yeah. Yeah, super brief, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's at the Snuff Film. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's really good. Film festival or whatever. That is actually that is awesome. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah so... Um, oh, man. <laughs> So I guess it's really that and Jesse's past are kind of the two bigger question marks. And I guess more about the saint. Yes. Um, but are there any other things that we want to talk about? I think the big, the other big question probably, hopefully for viewers, is what's the situation in heaven right now? Like what? What's actually going on? Yeah, guys? I mean, that, I think the last episode kind of opens that up with the uh, the video of God. You know, like they're... They're poor telecommunications. <laughs> uh, I think that, like, definitely, like, after seeing that scene specifically, I was just like, man, like, what is going on up there? Like, yeah. for real. And it's cool because they don't know either. Yeah. And in the books, they know. Like, they they understand the situation, but there's just a, there's like a power vacuum going on up there where right. people are trying to decide who's in, you know, who's going to take over temporar- temporarily. And that's... Like I like I've said a bunch of times, you don't get too much into the angel stuff yeah. in the books. It's kind of early on, and then it mostly just kind of fades away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of an interesting thing, and they they may explore it a little bit more. They may show a little bit more of the situation upstairs. But yeah. uh, I thought that was interesting, an interesting way to leave the series because Jesse, the at, you know his his whole goal at the end of season one is. Uh, Find, figure out what the situation is. Like, yeah. find God, and if he wants help, we'll help him, and if not, we'll kick his ass. And yep. So Jesse seems to think he's he just because he's not in heaven doesn't mean he's abandoned. Like, or well, yeah, that, that he, maybe he's in trouble. He seems to yeah. think like God's in trouble, and uh, <laughs> or but he seems to think he's reachable by them. So Jesse seems to kind of already think he's on Earth. Yeah, it's such a cool concept that like you can, like he's like find God. 
when people talk about that, I'm going to find God or I'm going to be saved. You know, it's like, it's right. a personal thing. But <laughs> Jesse's like, no, I'm going to go. literally finding like, yeah. Physically yeah. finding. Yeah. 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 I just wonder why Jesse seems to think or know that God is on earth. Because in the show, or they don't in really, America. They don't really say that. Yeah, exactly. Whereas in the book, it's very clear. It's like, hey, God's on earth right now. And so I wonder, I mean, they pretty much said that in the Insider podcast, that that's what they were going to do. Like that. But it it was never really laid out in the show, so it's kind of strange. I wonder if they just they forgot. tipped their hand or something, or <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't know. That'll be interesting to see. Like, it, it'll be very interesting to be like, because I think at some point somebody in that last scene is like, "Where are we going to look first? Like, where are we going to go?" And I can't remember exactly what they say about it, but it just kind of seems. Like what's Jesse's methodology for how do you how do you track down someone right. who doesn't want to be tracked down right or or potentially can't be yeah, yeah it's it is I I just love where the three characters leave it where Cassidy's like oh my god I'm so in he's like <laughs> he's like oh so excited he's like what the, this is a great story no matter what happens I'm gonna love it yeah <laughs> and Tulip's more you know I actually why is Tulip along for the ride I forgot already in the finale what her reasoning is I think she just realizes that it's jet like she's the way that she phrases the question of something of like, so we're just going to go along, do bad things to people. And, and, you know, like the way that she says it, it sounds like they're back to their old ways. Yeah. And I mean, also, if you were that close to Jesse and you had the opportunity to go along for this journey, I think you would not be able to say no. Yeah. Like you, you would have to go. Tulip and Jesse clearly have like a, right. Like if she came back at at the point that she did in season one, then yeah. It's not like he can shake her. Right. So true. It's a wonderful thing that they did at the end with um, how he kissed her. Yeah. And she punched him right in the face. Yeah. Because he's always doing that in the book. He's always pissing her off. (laughs) (laughs) So it it was, it was very good. And it's like, it's almost taken from a panel in the book. If you remember. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. Yeah. And then to to have, to kind of like do the punch in the face, which is like a little punch in the face to the audience. It's kind of saying, okay. Not not the same as the book, okay? <laughs> you know, you know, it's really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a lot of like meta commentary on their on the way that they feel about the show. Even even the way I said last week about Jesse talking about the the shite ending of <laughs> of the Big Lebowski as the season's coming to a close. I mm-hmm. thought that was a fun tongue in cheek kind of like that was funny. But mm-hmm. any other thoughts, questions, anything? Before we wrap up for probably a full year, almost a full year, thirteen episodes for season two. Yeah, so a little more room little to more. play. Yeah, hopefully a little more money to play with too. Yeah, yeah. I, well, think I want I, some more action. I yeah. think I would like some more action. I think we'll. I think we'll probably see some pretty good like yeah. bar fights. With yeah, you. there's a lot of those in the in the comic, and they're yeah. so fun. Like just uh-huh. Jesse and Cassidy just dismembering a bar and like yep. you know, just rural Texas. It's really fun to watch yeah. the two of them. And and it, they're I mean I'm I'm excited for more of the like bro out between Jesse and Ka- I'm mm-hmm. I guess beyond that even I'm excited to see the dynamic between the three yeah because Tulip will get jealous of Jesse and Cassidy's relationship and Cassidy will be jealous of Tulip and Jesse's relationship mm-hmm. and uh, that's going to be fun to watch unfold and they've already kind of accelerated that that yeah. drama so it's going to be uh, it's going to be good. There's a lot. I have a lot of questions. I probably actually yeah. probably have more questions than the two of you, which is really <laughs> yeah, yeah. But your questions are spoilery-ish. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not yeah. going to ask it. I'm just. I'm. I'm so curious where they're going to go. I know they have. They have so much wonderful material to draw from. I did want to give a shout out. I. I managed to. For some reason, I didn't get the notification on the Twitter. I gotta. I gotta make sure that that's properly set up. But I think a few episodes ago, like quite a while ago, we asked. Um, if people wanted us discussing more openly about the comic and then Aaron wrote us and said, I have not read the comics, do not plan to read them and really enjoy the podcast the way it is. And that was like back in the middle of June or something like that. So thanks Aaron for listening. Yes. I don't think we're going to deviate. We'll continue the format the way that we're going. I will not read any preacher. Don't worry. I don't (laughs) read things anyway. So I don't know how to read, but yeah, but you sure know how to watch. Yep. Any other thoughts? Or is nope. that it? That's it. That's all Thanks I got. To the listeners for sure. Yeah, thank you guys for listening. I found I look at the breakdown of our of our listeners and we actually have more listeners in California than we do in Michigan. Interesting. So all right. that's that's pretty cool. Thank Step you. your game up, Midwest. Thank How many you, California in Texas? Guys. Uh let's take a look right now. <laughs> that's the important thing, isn't it? Zero. <laughs> But um, how many in Ohio? <laughs> well, we they're all gone after <laughs> after the Ohio jokes that yeah. we make. Although that's mostly on that's film. Nerds. Game nerds, yeah. Game nerds is pretty Ohio bash. <laughs> Not Ohio bashes in a party. That would. That be. was just that last episode. I think that, we that really kind of laid into it for a second there. There will never be a gone to Ohio podcast of any kind. Right. Uh, it'll be the Drew Carey podcast. By anyone? Hey, that would I would actually listen to that. So Ohio's like smack dab in the middle, pretty much. Texas is the third highest. Might just be people searching for Texas (laughs) on iTunes and being like, oh, what's this one? These guys travel around Texas and talk about it. There's also another podcast called Gone to Texas talking about Preacher. Is there really? Yes, there is. There is. Thieves. Thieves. I hope. They didn't make a sweet graphic though. She well she apparently No. Our graphic is way cooler. Hers is just like a picture of, of Jesse from the comic. Suck it. Yeah, it's, just, it's just a picture of Texas. It's actually like a food travel uh, <laughs> podcast. No, it's it's interesting. I listened to the first couple minutes of it, and she talks about how she wanted to start it. From like ever since she heard Preacher was being adapted, she wanted to start it, and she had a Twitter account specifically for. So she probably has at gone to Texas, but she apparently forgot the password to it and doesn't know what it is. <laughs> so anyway, I don't know if you're listening, but. Hey, podcast buddy. I don't know. But anyway. You guys are like Eskimo brothers. <laughs> yeah, I guess. We have, <laughs> we've had one download each in Montana, West Virginia, and South Carolina. <laughs> and then there's apparently... So we reached the population of Montana. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> Just only one, though. Yeah. Only one. Well, we'll, uh, we'll try to expand our reach in the... Tell your friends. Yeah, everybody, please tell your friends, especially as they pick up Preacher in the off-season. Rate and review. I'm sure there's people still looking into it. Please rate and review us on iTunes and Stitcher and all those other platforms. Because the more you rate and review us, the more likely other people will find us. Uh, if we look like we're a highly rated podcast, then that tends to draw some eyes. so Or ears, in this case. Yep. Or both. So, so look at our sweet yep. graphic. Yeah, check yep. out our sweet yep. album art. And I think our, our second season will potentially be i don't want to say better but uh more interesting maybe if they start to follow i mean now that seems like they're going to start following the comics a lot more so the not not i mean we can't spoil anything but i think that the the discussion could potentially be even more interesting with like what they're choosing to do and how how you know maybe lance and i or other you know readers of the material 
may react to some of the choices they make. Yeah. So that that'll be that'll be very interesting to see. But can't wait. All right. Uh, once again, you can find more episodes of our podcast on g2tpodcast.com. That's the letter G, number two, letter T, podcast.com. We're also on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play Music, so check us out there if you haven't already. We're G2T Podcast on Twitter, and you can also email g2tpodcast at gmail.com to tell us what you think of our show and share your thoughts on AMC's Preachers so we can read them on air. Send us corrections, observations, or anything regarding Preacher or our podcast. Love to hear from you in the off season. Let us know what's going on. Um, and if you're just getting to the season wrap-up and it's the beginning of season two tomorrow, please listen to us for season two. Uh, if you want to hear Nick and I and some of our friends talk about movies, please check out the Midwest Film Nerds podcast at MidwestFilmNerds.com. This week we're going to talk about Suicide Squad, directed by David Ayer. It's going to be a good one. I'm excited. And then uh, the Midwest Podcast Network also has a video game podcast hosted by John here. That's me. Called the Midwest Game Nerds Podcast. Check that out at MidwestGameNerds.com. Right now we're giving away video games. Yeah. We're in like the very giving mood. We're giving away Hyperlight Drifter. Right now. And uh, there's debate of giving away a copy of No Man's Sky. It might so, even be a limited edition of No so, Man's Sky. So uh, stay tuned for that because the next episode will be the No Man's Sky review and we'll hopefully have all the details of the contest hashed out at that point. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, that's about it. Our theme music is the song All In by The Red Thread, and it is being used under a non-commercial Creative Commons license. But that's about it. Go forth and speak the good word. Yep.